Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Crack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Crack Podcast. You're on with your host, Mookie Wilson. I'm proud. I'm so happy to be with my two yeah. brothers. Let's get a big round of applause for Demarcus Beasley and Aguchi Anyewu. <laughs> what happened to Mookie? You and 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 you these guys, have been, these guys have been telling me I have to change up. Have to, these guys have been telling me I have to change up the intro. Um, you, still did, you still did the shit the same. Still way. did the same way. Still man. did the same damn thing. Oh, <laughs> you made different when you didn't say Mookie. That was all. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, steps, 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 man. Step. I, I just go off a feeling, man. There's no script here. You know, my brother, let's go script. You know, I get excited when I see you guys, man. I'm so happy to introduce my two brothers. I'm proud of you guys. What can I say? That's cute. You know? What That's could I cute. say? That's cute. That's Oh, he's huh? in the camera, but dad, when he, yeah. Hey, listen, man, I need to call you CBS man. I mean, how is it to be a professional media person, brother? I would, I wouldn't call it professional. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> international, international media. What's up? International media. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to get a little bit of hang of it, but man, it ain't easy as what people think it is. Listen, if you guys don't know, you got to check out CBS or Access. Uh, they have obviously the Europa and the Champions League, and Bees is there representing us, uh, holding it down. The fort with Ian Joy and your co- other co-hosts, Poppy Miller, Poppy Miller, baby. So big shouts to them for uh, taking care and birthing uh, Beasley. Um, <laughs> uh, we did all the hard work breaking in his Wi-Fi here. Word. But, uh, <laughs> hey, the shit. Hey, the shit cut off one of the one of the one show. <laughs> it was, it was, I can't remember what game it was. I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. But That's I was, I was in the process of speaking. It was during half And uh yeah, my, my, my internet, my, my Wi-Fi went out. <laughs> oh man. Hey, but I've seen that on ESPN, NBC News, Fox Channel. Yeah, shit happens. Shit happens, man. It's part it's technology. We can't hey, I just that. got I just got through a hurricane, so shit was going shit was going crazy in and out all week. Gooch, what's up with the DMV, my brother? A lot of things going on in the DMV. <sighs> a lot of protests, baby. A lot of, um, a lot of things going on. I'm good, man. As long these days, 2020, as long as you can say you're healthy and alive, you're doing all right. You're blessed. You're blessed, man. You're blessed. And we hope everybody out there is blessed, all our listeners, all our crack crew, uh, the people who've been riding and dying with us uh, every week and uh, going through the journey of us uh, um, producing and uh, starting this podcast. Uh, we've come a long way, and uh, we've been fortunate to have a couple of people uh, you know, interested in partnering with us. Um, Bees, how do you feel about that? And where do you, where do you want to do? Where do you want to take this, uh, the crack podcast, my brother? I want to take it as far as it can go. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's not just about a podcast. It's, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just about soccer either. We talk about mm. a lot of shit. No, no. Uh, about, uh, things that's going on right now in America. Uh, we talk about being black in America. Um, we, we got a lot of different, uh, 
views and opinions on different issues. So uh, it's, it, it can be more than just a podcast. You know what I'm saying? This is the start. Definitely. The start. Definitely. And, and Gooch, you know, um, speaking on the climate, uh, we have to discuss the Breonna Taylor uh, outcome that uh, not one police officer was charged with a crime of the killing of uh, 26-year-old Breonna Taylor. Uh, what are they saying in D.C., and uh, what are your thoughts of hearing that, uh, that, that news? What are they saying? Um, I mean, I think we all saw it. There was one officer that was indicted um, for misfiring, uh, mm -hmm. for wanton endangerment. Um, and basically what that meant is none of his bullets hit uh, Miss Taylor. <laughs> they hit a wall or air, uh, the, the wall of a neighbor, and he's the one that, that, that actually had charges. Um, and, you know, you ask the question, are you surprised? And everyone's like, oh, the system's failed us. And, and I'm like, no, one, I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. And two, the system can't fail a people that was designed not to protect in the mm -hmm. first place, right? So it's like, how is it going to fail us if it was never there to assist us in the first place? You know, there's, there's no, this story is so crazy and it's funny because I was reading, I saw Charles Barkley and Shaq say oh, something I, like, I was about to bring those, that up, I was about to bring those, that up. Those idiots. There's clowns, man. Like, how do you say, oh, you can't throw this into like a George Floyd or Aubrey, uh, Ahmed Arbery case, you know? And uh, Shaq said, oh, this isn't murder because there has to be intent. Yeah. I mean, man's got to study his thing. There's first degree, second degree, there's manslaughter. You know what I'm saying? There's all these degrees that none were charged against these cops. And Goose, the intent, if you're shooting a gun into a home, the intent is to kill. It's to kill. What else are you, what are you doing? What are you, shot, what are you firing? Warning shots? Exactly. exactly. I, think, I, think, I think the hard part of it is that people don't have the details and don't know all the facts. And well, I think that's joke. the joke. That's joke. They say that they, they announced themselves, right? Yeah. They announced themselves and they... And they, got a, and they said they had a witness. A witness. Well, I'm going to get to this. That's the, the Kentucky AG. I'm, I'm going to get to this. They said they announced themselves, and when they busted in, her boyfriend shot first. So that's when they fired, right? So tell me this. If they announced themselves as police, when they busted in, if this man is shooting at them, how come he's not convicted of anything? If that was the case. Because then that he would he would had knowingly been firing and try to kill police officers in that moment, mm -hmm. right? If they're saying that they said, oh, police is at the door and he shot first. But obviously there were no charges against him, right? It doesn't make sense. The, the funny no part is if they barge into a house, why would they announce themselves? Because they had, they had a, they did a, a no knock policy. Exactly, right? So my problem is that if you're saying police at the same time you're, you're barging the door through, how do you expect them to hear you? But they weren't. So even uh, Walker, her boyfriend, was saying that they were pounding on the door yeah. for like 20 seconds. So he heard the pounding and they kept on saying, who is it? But nobody was saying anything. And he was saying that he was scared because he knew at the time her ex-boyfriend, who was involved in some illegal stuff, didn't like the fact that they were together. So he was scared like his boys or him were coming in the middle of the night. They're asking who it is. Nobody's responding who it is. They bust down the door. And of course, you sh if you have a gun, you know, right there, you're trying to protect your, your family. And he has uh, a legal gun. And catch, I think, I think. catch a joke, though. The, the warrant for the ex-boyfriend, dude wasn't even there. Yeah, he wasn't there. He hasn't he been, there. been there. He hasn't, he hasn't been, been there. there. They know, they know he wasn't there. There you there. go. They know he wasn't there. 
But I think I think the biggest thing is um, is again the details and facts. A lot of people feel the person who was shooting at the police was the ex boyfriend who is a, a known drug dealer, and who was a person who is who supposedly was part of the uh, suspect in, in in the in the case. But let's hear it from the horse's mouth. This is a um, from Brianna Taylor's um, boyfriend who was obviously at the scene and um, shot at the police officer and who is not charged. Here it is. I was laying in bed with Brianna around midnight watching a movie. All of a sudden, someone started beating on the door. They refused to answer when we yelled, who is it? 15 minutes later, Brianna was dead from a hell of police gunfire, and I was in police custody. The police arrested, jailed, and charged me with murder of a police officer. I was raised by a good family. I am a legal gun owner, and I would never knowingly shoot a police officer. Brianna and I did not know who was banging on the door, but the police know what they did. The charges brought against me were meant to silence me and cover up Brianna's murder. For her and those that I love, I can no longer remain silent. You know, there you go. You know, um, legal gun owner did not hear the police coming, shot as a warning, and they asked, asked who was there. Asked yeah. who was there, and yeah. they shot that girl six times. They shot 16 rounds into that house. Wow. Right? Why they couldn't retreat? Where is the danger? That's my biggest problem, right? It's not like it's, a, it's a, a, a person that you know is a convicted murderer in this house. It's not like a situation where somebody's being held kidnapped. There is no urgency for you to have a gun battle with this person. If somebody, if you come into somebody's residence and down south in the Second Amendment, if somebody comes in your house, you have all right to shoot and murder and kill somebody who is entering your home, right? Word. So if they come inside their home, somebody shoots, retreat. If black, if their life mattered, and that's what we come to when people who don't understand, we speak about black lives matter. We're not speak, we're speaking that there's no, there's no um, thought process to, to care about a life. We're all saying um, these excuses for what's happening, but somebody who's 26 years old, a young lady was taken off of this earth. That has to matter. That has to mean something. It has to mean something. Has to. I mean, do, and people don't even realize like the details that, that's the problem. The fact that the five officers involved in the raid were involved in another violent botched raid in 2018, right? Mm. So this is not the first time that these guys have messed up. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they have a, have a pattern of doing this and trying to cover it up or the warrant. There were so many flaws within the warrant and it said no knock, but they said they did knock. But why would they knock if it was a, an, a warrant with no knock? And then, you know, if they're surveying the house and they have a warrant, then they should know that the ex doesn't live there anymore for some time and that he had nothing to do in that particular moment. So my heart hurts for her, for her family, and for the justice that wasn't served. And, and, and for myself and for my people, you know, because that could have been, that could have been anyone, yeah, us. Been, yeah, there you go. Could have been us. Could have been us. And, I, and I'll say this again. I know it's important for everybody, but this is why we need to vote. Yes. This is why we need to vote. We need to have people in these positions like this, the, the Kentucky AG. We need to get him out of there. Out of there. So we got to get people in positions that care about us, care about the, the, the lives that we're losing through these, these uh, senseless. senseless acts. You know what I'm saying? Killing people, killing us. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So that, this is why it's important to vote. Be 
be uh, do your homework, be intelligent, know who you're putting in office, know who you're putting in power, know who's going to be the last word in your city, in your state, in this country. This is why it's so important to vote. Please, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you vote. Um, again, early ballot voting has already started in certain states. So hopefully that you guys, um, you know, find out where your closest um, voting registration your closest locations are right and uh this this is hopefully um this brings us home and make a change and make a difference right it's uh, no sense of protesting if, we, if we're not going to actually use our right to vote um so you know again uh rest in peace to brianna taylor and hopefully uh, that we can have some better updates and some change and maybe hopefully we can have another grand jury um uh, in, in the near future so so, so that's what that's what we're protesting for but uh you know fellas um there's no easy way to segue out of this conversation, but I definitely want to uh, take you guys to Europe and have a discussion recently. Uh, there's talks about um, Gucci's favorite player, Dest, leaving Ajax <laughs> and, and heading to Barcelona. Uh, or, hey, hey, well, he's my favorite player because we play the same style. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's only because y'all both light-skinned. That's it. See, see, see. Mookie, defend me. Goal scoring Gooch. Goal scoring Gooch. And in, in, in Rondo, Gooch got touched. Hey, y'all saw, y'all, y'all put the, Rondo. the say what? Y'all saw so the say what? Y'all saw the say what from the last one, my chip from half field. So let me, so let me, let me ask you this. You think, so he's like, he's kind of like you when y'all both started. You were young, you were right back when you went to Europe. Now he's, he's right. a right back or a left back. But then he went, but then you had your career in, as a center back. So now I, I, I hit a growth spurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be that sad. But, but, but fellas, there's a lot of talk, and I had an argument with um, some, some footballers this week saying that Des should not go to Barcelona. He would not play there. Why not? They feel as an American player, he's not they good They said enough. the same thing about Christian. They said <laughs> the same thing about uh, 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 Weston. Sorry. Weston. Yeah. I mean, so, why? You're, you're, you're a man just like everybody else. There's 11 players that have the same opportunity. If he shows out better than the next person, why can't he play? I think oh, both of you guys. Go ahead, go, go ahead, Mook. Both you guys who played in Holland and are very familiar with the IX team caliber and the system. Do you feel that I think is the best preparation to play for any club in the world is uh, starting off and coming up in the IX academy? Don't you think that um, Barcelona plays a similar style and has a Dutch coach um, who, who they just hired, Koeman? Yeah, and I think that's why <laughs> you finally got it right. You you've been saying you've been saying Coleman for the last. I've been like, calling him. I've been calling him Coleman. That's that, that used to be the uh, what the Everton coach. What's my man Coleman yeah, name? I don't even know. Yeah, uh, but no, nah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think um, with with him growing up in the system, and it's not just about the football part of it. I I I know just just because what PSV, it's the discipline part of it too. Yes. So you, you you're playing for a big club. Yeah, uh, I remember when I was at PSV. And like, you couldn't even have, you know, my, my shirt had to be tucked in little yeah. shit like that. Like yeah. I remember one time that I was, was in a game and we're, you know, we're playing a league game, whatever. And hitting was my coach, uh, host hitting one of the mm -hmm. legend coaches in, in, in high in Dutch football. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we we're playing a game and it was a throw on, on the other side. I was, you know, playing a striker then or a, a, a winger. And he was, you know, he's like, peace. Bees, you know, yelling on the other side of the field, and I and I turn, and I, you know, I thought maybe like my position or yeah. something like that. He and I, and this is a true story. He literally like went like this. You you can't see me, but he literally told me to, you know, did a, a, a movement to tuck in my shirt. 
you know, but I'm just saying, like, that's the discipline that you have when you play for a Dutch, with those Dutch teams. Like, mm-hmm. not just about the football. Yeah, he'll have the football brain. He has the, the skills to to succeed in, in Barcelona or or Munich when he gets his when he gets his shot. But I, I mean, off the field stuff, the discipline and how they how they uh, how you have to be as a you know as a grown as a young man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, well, I mean, if you think if you well. if you think about the Dutch league and you think about Barcelona, Barcelona's style came from who? Cruyff. Back in the day, this is typical Bar- uh, Ajax football style. I mean, if you look at all freaking successful technical players in the last 10 years that came out of the Ajax system before yeah. they were 22 years old, playing for Arsenal, playing for Man City, playing for Barcelona, like this, that style, it's almost tailor made for Barcelona, mm-hmm. right? It's like plug and play. Okay, you're good. We're going to bring you here. We're going to make you great. Um, so I think that if he goes and if he doesn't start every game, who cares if he's playing and he's learning next year, he knows more and he gets another opportunity to, to win the starting position then. Shit. And another good thing is that they, they just sold Semedo. Exactly. They, sold Semedo. Semedo. So yeah. they have right now they have uh, Roberto, Sergio Roberto playing at, at right back. Well, the first, the, the, uh, some of the preseason games and having mm-hmm. uh, Sergio Roberto, the guy, you know, he plays everywhere. He can play in the middle. He can play left back, right back, but he's been playing there. So, you know, there, there could be a spot for him. And the, the good thing about it is uh, Kuman knows him. Yeah. He knows that he thinks with the team he has in Barcelona, he's looking at his team and he says, hey, I need this. Listen, listen, it's 2020. We got an American star in Juventus. We got an American star in Chelsea. Why can't we have an American star in Barcelona? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, people, American fans are getting very excited, right? You had I'm Zach, getting excited. And they should. You had Zach, who started for Man Zach City in the yeah, cup I'm game. I'm excited. You're talking about American fans. I'm getting excited. He's you're about not, to come you're out not out American fan? Yeah, hold on, hold on. I, I wish I had. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's are about you to come American out of retirement. Fan? Are you American hell, fan? Hell nah. Listen, so, so you, have, you have Zach starting at... Um, at uh, Man City, you have Brooks playing in Wolf's, um, Bundesliga for Wolfsburg. Um, you have Chris Richards on the bench for Bayern Munich. You have Des, who's Ajax um, slash Barcelona. You have Tyler Adams. Or Munich. Two. That's the thing. Yeah, or Munich. Yeah, or Munich. They you both have, want. You have Des playing, even though I think he's better uh, in a Barcelona um, system than Bayern Munich. But you have, you have uh, Tyler Adams playing at um, in Champions League with uh, Red Bull. Leipzig. Leipzig. You have uh, Mr. Juventus, I call him now, which is uh, <laughs> Weston McKinney. Um, you have another one I want to speak about who just came on the podcast last week, which is um, Brendan Aronson, who rumors it hasn't been finalized yet, but uh, I think we pretty much know that um, he's supposed to transfer to RB Salzburg, right? Um, playing under Jesse Marsh. So he'll he'll improve and, and get European and Champions League experience. You got Reyna at Dortmund. You have Gio Reyna playing at Dortmund. Pulisic playing at Chelsea. And you, you have yeah, Cannon now at Boa Vista. And Cannon and, at Boa Vista, and then you have Josh Sargent, Sargent who's playing at, yeah. at Werder Bremen. Yep. You know what I mean? And 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 we've had this before, but to have these guys at the age where they are to play not like in, this, not like this. So? Let's be honest. Now, I, I'm not saying the talent. I'm not saying that. No, but yeah, but playing in Europe. I'm talking about the yeah. teams that these te- that these guys are playing for. Yeah, yeah, different and at level. This moment, and at this moment, they're all starting. You yeah. look at, because even and I'm, I'm being, I'm being, hey, I'm gonna be straight 100 with y'all. Even with, even when I was at PSV or Rangers, when I first got, yeah, I was there, but I I wasn't towards like the end of my second year of my in, in PSV. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as important as 
to to the club as I was when I when I first started. And you so, weren't so. as young as they and are. I, and I and I wasn't and I wasn't as young. These dude these dudes are starting. Yeah. They're important to the club. They they they're um, playing big minutes in the, in these teams and for these big clubs. So that's that's a whole different spectrum. I think people forget about that. That uh, yeah, we had a lot of people, a lot of guys here. Myself, Gooch, whatever. And I know Gooch. He played at a lot of clubs and was important at a lot of clubs, but not the clubs these dudes are playing at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And playing right now, playing 90 minutes every week. You know, even even Sergeant, the coach said, if I had a starting team right now, he's going to play. And he has been playing. He's been starting. You know, what is he, what is he 20? 19? Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's all the criticism the that line. he was getting. All the criticism he was getting after his first year in the Bundesliga, like, ah, he's not good enough. I'm like, the boy can't even buy alcohol legally. Give him some time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, He's gonna grow into it. He's gonna be. Yeah. He's gonna be a terror. Yeah. So I, I love. I love the movement. Of the, I know we always we, we always speak about it. But I, I love giving the young the young boys love because they they deserve it. You know what they're doing right now. They're setting. They're setting the standard. You know what I'm saying. Uh, and even bigger than what we what, what we did in our in our past. You know I love what they're doing. I love how the confidence that each each of the young the young guys have when you know when you hear them speak. Definitely. You, them, you know how they play. Uh, you know as ex football players we, we we know that we feel it we, we understand what what, what they what, what they talk about and to have yeah. that at such a young age younger than what we were when we went up in europe and to be that that dominant in, in those type of clubs man it's, it's great to see definitely definitely yeah good you ever been in a relegation battle no no thanks yeah, that's yeah. lucky for him <laughs> <laughs> but lucky let, for you let me tell you what, what team are you with what what team were you with with relegation, Man City? I was with Puebla. We had a relegation battle. Uh, uh, that ain't count. Well, I don't count. I mean, man, I mean, Man City. We were in. We were. We, He's trying we, to say because it wasn't Europe. No, hey. <laughs> oh, you just talking about Europe? You talking, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I'll say Man City. No, it counts. It counts. It counts. I mean, okay. I go. I mean, Man City wasn't that bad because we, we ended up being 15, but we weren't really that bad at you know what I'm saying like we weren't really in the in the battle. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won enough games that we were cool, you know, maybe, well, maybe like five, six, seven games left, you know what I'm saying? But in Puebla, ooh, wait, man, I can, hey, we need a whole show about me talking about Mexico. We need to do that. Yeah. We, we got to have a whole show talking about Puebla. In Spanish. In Spanish. In Spanish. <laughs> so, that, so Mookie, you out. <laughs> you got that. You got that New York Spanish. Hey, hey fellas, um, I, I want to talk, uh, take us into a segment since we're talking about Europe and uh, take us to, to our- Say what? What I say what segment? Um, former footballer uh, Carlton Cole, he played obviously for Chelsea and West Ham United. Um, he had a statement um, speaking about um, taking the knee before each game in the Premier League, and I want you to hear, hear you hear you guys hear the statement as well as our listeners and tell me what you think. I'm all about action and less less talk. Yeah. Um, Look, at the end of the day, it was, I think the first, when it first happened, loved it. Like the whole of the Premier League getting involved, everyone noticed it. Everyone was all for it. And everyone that saw what happened in America, and it wasn't just about that. It was just um, that what happened in America with um, George Floyd. It was, it just sent shockwaves across the world. So people took notice. And I think that novelty's kind of worn off now. Yep. Um, you got to look at, you got to look at real change at the top of um, businesses, not just in football, but across the board, I think. And I think it's really, um, well, people, people don't need to take the knee to, to, to make a difference, if you understand. I know it's yes. a sign. It's just, for me right now, it's just a sign. Yeah. And it's not actually doing anything. This has now become a PR stunt. 
um, with taking a knee. It's become a PR stunt. I'm not saying not not to do it anymore. Like you can still do it, but still make a difference. If you're still if you're do, you're taking a knee and there's no no change, what's the point of taking a knee? Mr. Carton Cole, big up to yourself. Um, interesting take on it, but something that I respect. Gooch, how do you feel? Why are you smiling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be courteous. <laughs> Damn, I'm not trying to kill him with my with my commentary. Great career, great player. I don't agree with his comments whatsoever. Um, yes, the actual act of kneeling isn't innately changing the world, but it's bringing acknowledgement and a visible acknowledgement. Nobody said it was uh, changing laws, right? And before you can change anything, you have to acknowledge there is a problem. And the world doing that or the players doing that is a sign of acknowledgement, right? After that, yes, there has to be action to actually implement this acknowledgement. Nothing wrong with it. But for him to say it's a PR stunt, how is it, what, what's it a PR stunt? My life is not a PR stunt, okay? My life, that matter, his life, he's black. It's not a PR stunt. So if players feel the need to, that they are, what's the word I'm looking for? They're welcomed, you know, maybe two years ago, if they had done this, they would have been ridiculed. They didn't feel comfortable. If a player now today feels comfortable enough to stand up for this and kneel, he needs to shut up and let this player voice his opinion, right? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's, my, that's, my, that's my words. Please, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with uh, uh, a lot of what Gooch said. I think that um, if – if a player decides that he wants to kneel to to uh, still have the acknowledgement of what we're trying to achieve as a, as a nation, not just as as black people, but we need everyone to 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 get on board with what we're trying to do. Um, I think he should be able to do that. And I, I did not. I did not. And I would say it again. I did not like the him calling it a PR stunt. I do agree with Gooch with that. And but I do agree with what he said about you know it's it's about action. You know, I, I don't, I don't see, you know, if someone doesn't kneel, but they still, you know, down, not, I don't want to say down for the cause, but down for the, the, what we're trying to achieve as, 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 as a nation, as, as a country, as black people, as a world, you know, as a world, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. Cause there's people that, that kneel, I mean, sorry, there's people that don't kneel that are still like, okay, yes, I want, I want to see change. I know there's a problem. I'm listening to the stories, but I have other things in my head or my father was, you know, with the whatever, whatever their, 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 um, the things may be. So I don't have a problem with if, if someone doesn't, doesn't want to kneel as long as he understands that there is an actual problem, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's my kind of take on it. I, I did not like what he said about being a PR stuff. That was, that was some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that is, you know, if, if someone wants to kneel as a team or as a player, as a personal thing that you want to do, you should be able to do that. Well, I'm going to go on the limb and say I agree with Carlton Cole. I agree that if we're not doing anything, what the hell is kneeling going to do? Right? Because if, if what he's yeah, trying we've to say... we all he, said that. It's about acting. No, and what he's trying to say is that it becomes numb when you do it week after week after week and nothing changes. So it becomes like, okay, yeah, this is time that they kneel. They get up. We play. It has no relation with actual action. So I kind of agree with him. It's like 
what is the action? What every day, every week we kneel, then what? They already took the BL, they already took Black Lives Matter off the jerseys. I feel like you're debating two different things, like the kneeling and the action. So are you now questioning the players for not acting? Are you no, I'm not questioning the player. I'm questioning I'm I'm questioning what purpose is it is it is it is it is it uh what's the purpose? What what effect is it having on the nation and on the the the, the situation to end racism? What effect is it having? It's initially he said he said initially it was happened. great. He said initially it was great. But if we do that all season and nothing changes, then how how often how how much do we keep on taking a knee? I think he's trying to make the point that yeah, know, but I, redundant. I, so he's making a point. He's making silly points because he's not mad at the kneeling. He's mad at the lack of action. So say something about the lack of action, but not at the act of kneeling. Yeah, but he's I just, saying I just that didn't like. I just didn't like the, the what he said about as a PR PR stunt. stunt. Yeah, but he, yeah, I yeah. Like I, I I said I agree. I, we all said this. But the PR all, stunt, all, he's saying we're, the we're clubs, past, past he's saying the league, he's saying the league is doing it as a PR stunt, meaning like they're not doing anything to change anything, but they're doing it as a PR stunt. Like, yeah, go ahead and kneel, and and I kind of feel that. I I feel that again. If every week we're kneeling and nothing's being done, then it doesn't it doesn't play a part anymore. There's no effect. There's no like shock. There's no there's no real bring it brought to attention. A lot of but times, to be this point, nobody speaks about it anymore. They so speak the kneel, kneel, they go down, they go up. So, and you that's think, it. so you think he's talking about the the, the Premier League or yes, the championship? The Premier League, not the individual players. Uh, okay. but, but to his point, B said, sometimes people don't kneel and they make actions. So what Definitely. constitute him and his definition of action? What does he need to see happen? You know, for them, for him to say it's legitimized or what something. Do you need, what do you need? You answer that. What do you need to see happen? I'm not the one that said it. I don't got I'm it. Ask, I'm asking you a question. What do you What do you want to see happen? Like all this kneeling is going on. Yeah. What's the result? What I want to see is that my life matters. The next is my boy that who's white. But we, I, I want to see no more police brutality. I want to see no more preferential treatment. I want to see more representation in soccer with black individuals. And we'll talk, I, speak on that because I think that's yeah. what we. That's what we. That's, well, what, that's we, what I'm saying. I want to see more. Life. I want to see more GMs that are black. I want to see more presidents, owners that are black. I want to see more equity in regards to the diversity structure, not just on the playing field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I want to see. I want to see an increase to that. Definitely, you know? and that's where change happens. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I can't say now. Hey, drop the mic on that one, goddamn shit. <laughs> so we, I mean, yeah, I feel the same way. I can't. I don't want to, you know, re, uh, repeat what you just said, but yeah, I'm, I'm on. I'm on board with all that. One hundred percent. I appreciate that, beast. No problem. We don't. We don't agree much, but this one. Uh. <laughs> so, fellas, I want to ask you: Have you been watching any MLS lately? Um, I had the chance to check out the past couple of weeks, actually, since the thing restarted. And um, man, MLS, I want to support you guys, but I'm struggling right now. It's a rough year. <laughs> it's a rough year. <laughs> it's a, 2020 has been rough for everybody. <laughs> Do you think that's due to the, the, I guess, not the regular preseason? I mean, they had the bubble. They did have the bubble. And, and we actually said that. We were like, oh, we're going to give them a pass because lack of preparation, the bubble, the performances from all the teams weren't great. And then after the bubble, it's still ain't great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's so, crazy. So what? What? What team? What, what's not? What's not great? Y'all got you You can't just say a, a broad comment. Give me some some detail. Give me some some info. What y'all talking about? I mean, well, listen, you're, you're the watched, stats guy. I watched the game yesterday. Cincinnati against my guys at Columbus Crew. No, 
Cincinnati played somebody and I watched the game and I counted. I only took 20 minutes. Not one time was three <laughs> passes made in a row. Every third pass, it was a ball in the air or, or a bad pass. Oh, they, they played Philly. They played Philly. Maybe that's not your type of football. Maybe that's what they want to do. No, we're talking about football. <laughs> we're talking about football, guys. Come on. I feel like right now in the MLS, in most games, not all games, in most games, it's like the better of two evils win, right? Nobody's really playing good. It's like if this person scores or whatever, you know, um, you know, Chicago shitting all over Houston, four goals to none. New York shitting all over Inter Miami, four goals to one. Then you got Colorado shitting on San Jose by five goals to zero. Oh, and you, yeah, got, yeah. you got LA, LAFC shitting on Vancouver, six goals to zero. Like, I'm looking at this. Are these American football scores or is this <laughs> soccer? Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean. It was, it was, it was, it was midweek. It was midweek. Nobody was <laughs> Listen, I ask you a question, though. We know MLS is full of talent. Is it the coaching that's the problem? I mean, I think the coach – I think the – with that comment, what you just said, or that question, San Jose, 100%. 100%. He's a coach for San Jose. Yes. You know, uh, just – yeah, he and I, and I saw some of his comments. Like, he says – obviously, he's trying to defend him. He's trying to defend his team. He's trying to defend the club. And he says – you know, we don't know what's going on in in the club. We don't know what's going on at training. We don't know what type of. I mean, that's what he said. I'm, this is not me talking. This is what yeah, he said yeah. after they got beat seven one against. Uh, I think it was Seattle. Because you know everybody was coming after him and saying this and saying that. But this is a um, a perfect example of the 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 team not buying anymore. What he what he's selling. And I've and I've talked about this uh, even on CBS. Yeah. How important it is for the players to buy into whatever the coach is selling because if you don't you're not you don't you don't get these type of results yeah how are you getting beat six nil five zero seven one in the last what four in, bro in 11 game in the last 11 games 38 goals against you yeah, that's ridiculous. as a defender i'm quitting yeah, <laughs> i'm not playing no more goalkeeper on strike i don't want it <laughs> i, don't I want mean it. it's just like yo the, the players is just like yo we we not we not with it no more Yo, if you don't and change what, the coach, that, that that's why I keep talking about that mentality. Look, football, that's a beast. If if you, if, you if, might if, want to play, you might want to try to win a game, but your your, your head won't let you. If the technical director Leach and the GM uh, Fioranelli don't fire the coach, then they gotta get fired. Point blank. Period. I have to go too. They I like every clean house. Start from zero. You got the crack yeah. podcast right now. We'll take over the club for y'all. Hey, definitely. I train. I train. Gooch sporting. No. And be no, and, and, and I'm talking about San Jose. Even in the bubble, everybody was saying they want to watch San Jose, and it wasn't because they were good. They just know it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm being dead ass serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't because of how good they played. They did. They did. I think they got to the semifinal or the quarterfinal. I think or something like that. They, they, they uh, got it out of their group, but they knew it was going to be some. It was. It's going to be a Wild Wild West game. It's like an accident. It's going to be you a four five five four. Well, four, listen. I'm calling it now. I'm bringing on us uh, 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 MLS coach to answer those questions. We're gonna get right to the source, right? So, <laughs> so in the next two weeks, ladies and gentlemen, trust me, we're gonna bring up a coach up into the crack, and he has to get under the under the fire, under the under the glow's light, and um, he has to answer some questions for. Okay, let me ask you one question before yeah. before you go. What team do y'all think is the worst in MLS right now? <laughs> Mookie. Oh God. Y'all y'all watch more MLS than I do. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. Um, who do I think is the worst? I think it's a coin toss between 
DC and San Jose. Boots love DC, boy. I swear. Well, I, look, look, look. Things gotta change. I love my city. You know, I will rep DC till I die. But I ain't from Maryland. Born in DC, raised in Maryland. Come on. <laughs> you know, come everybody on, on, out of, around outside of DC say they from Old DC, Maryland. Hey, man, freaking Mookie lives in Connecticut, repping New York. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to introduce to you um, our guest uh, for tonight, um, the NBA player, been in the league for 10 years, but I call him a footballer, and I'm saying the reason why he's such a great NBA player is that he had a soccer background, the upbringing of, of kicking the ball. Let's get a big round of applause for my guy, my boy, Mr. The Great, Wesley Matthews. There you go. What's up, man? What's up, Dre? What up, what up, what up? Hey, man, we taking claim, man. You're a footballer. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here, Wesley, man. You're on here with Demarcus Beasley, Gucci, and Yebu, and myself, Mookie. Uh, we're so happy you made time for us. Uh, I know a lot of things are going on in your state. And I know a yeah. lot of things are going on in the league. But, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> we invited you on because uh, not only because you're a successful and great basketball player, but you are one of us. You know, and, right. and you're a Midwestern like like bees, and he feels alone sometimes, having no other Midwest people around him. You know, word. Indiana, less is more. Is plenty of us. There you go. <laughs> Y'all hiding. Put some respect on the Midwest, goddamn. <laughs> please, please. I be joking though, man. So people don't know. Uh, you were born in Milwaukee? No, nah, so I was born in San Antonio, but I've been in Madison. I was I grew up in Madison, was raised in Madison. Definitely. So, yeah, you ever played soccer against people whose seasons in October? Yeah, because it's, it's too cold. It's thirty and it's thirty right. degrees. And we yeah. still out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you, we do you follow? Different. Do you follow the local team that just started forward Madison out there? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, but okay. I'm gonna check them out when all that. Yeah, we like, got to connect was... you with them. We uh, that's our peoples out there. So we definitely got to yeah, connect you out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, man. so Wes, man, I mean, um, coming off a weird season, my brother, in, in terms of the whole COVID in the middle. Uh, a lot of, Man. you know, with soccer, a lot, we, MLS didn't really get a chance to start. Um, EPL was was finishing when 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 they got interrupted. Uh, but you guys were like right in the cusp, right in March, right about to get into the nitty gritty, and right. um and, and the rug was pulled underneath you guys, man. Especially uh, how successful your season was going. Um, how do you feel uh, your season as a whole went, and um and how did you do adjusting to that, man? It's crazy. Man, truthfully, it was, it's hard to, no one's really asked me. This is the first time someone asked me, how do I feel the season went? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of a, it's kind of a two part question. I mean, two part answer, like, you know, being on a historic pace, uh, the way that we were to win X amount of games on, on pace to win 60, 60 plus games, had, had the regular season that we had, it was unbelievable. Um, we won 17 straight games. I remember there was a point in time in the season where I didn't win 17. It took me till after All-Star break to win 17 games. games so, yeah. so when it's 17 straight, it was unbelievable. So, like, you cherish all that and then have that all that expectation and then it's gone, you know, and then life hits, you know. Yeah. It, it's real. Like, we get so caught up in our sport, we forget sometimes, like, the worlds keep going up around us and you know when, when COVID hit like it did and shut everything down it kind of opened up everything you know yeah. so um it kind of put a pause on basketball put a pause on on life and then right. obviously all the social justice stuff all the the the, the murders and the, the police brutality and everything else just kind of put the world on the notice and, and pause so 
um, feeling, you know, as as you guys, I would assume, feel like, you know, as, as black men is it, that are successful, you know, you kind of take on an extra burden, yes. you know, to be strong, to represent, to to be out there and to, to be on the front lines and to make sure that you are impactful to your community because, you know, for better or for worse, we are the role models. Yep. And, um, you know, because we're, we're a beacon of hope, you know, and it doesn't have to be an athlete, you know, you could be anybody that's successful when you had that, that badge of success and, and that, that skin color minority, you know, people are looking for you like to, as inspiration. So, you know, having to carry that from the basketball to the life part of it, it was a, it was a crazy flip, you know, yeah. it was crazy to be like, all right, from sh- shaking hands and signing autographs to now trying to teach, you know, trying to understand yourself, try to educate yourself. Like, hold on. Okay. I knew this basketball part, but I didn't even know about all this other stuff. And, and, right. yeah. You know, and diving into it and, you know, making yourself more educated because again, better for us, people turn to you. Yes. And, uh, and then for basketball to then restart, you know, for sports to restart, it was an excitement, you know, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air, but you still, you can't, you can't take away everything that happened, yeah. you know, and you can't take away that momentum. So um, it was a burden. I think a lot of guys carried a heavy burden with them to the bubble to restart yeah. the season. You know, there's no, there's no doubt about that. But then as far as just the basketball, I mean, obviously it wasn't what we expected. You know, we didn't play well in the seeding games, never really found our groove, um, lost the first game of the, the first round, but then we were able to win four straight. And then obviously losing the way we did to Miami, um, it's hard to really <laughs> depict whether this was success or failure or, or what kind of season. It was just, I guess, yeah. 2020. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's 2020. 2020. It's an asterisk mark season, right? That's what it is. It's 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, just to go back a little bit, um, you know, you're very socially conscious, and obviously uh, Wisconsin has been through a lot and continues. And, and I know you've stepped up in, in, in the foreground as being one of the, the bright stars that come out of your, out of your city. Can you speak a little bit before we get too deep into the NBA about um, what you're actively doing um, to help the, the city and also to guide the city and well, what are things looking like right now? I mean, things are definitely, I mean, obviously you saw what we did with the, with the Bucks and the whole NBA, you know, yeah. I can't thank the whole, the league enough, you know, the, the support that they showed for, for our stand for what happened, you know, in Kenosha in our own backyard. Um, to Jacob Blake and and to the the names of of those who you know were, were gunned down after protests or riots and, and all that stuff. Um, it's just it's tough right now. Yeah. It's the city, the state is in a point where it's being exposed, and I think um, it's shocking. It's it's shocking to me for mm-hmm. sure. Like you know, growing up here, you don't know all that. You know, you don't know those stats. You don't know those numbers. Um, but as far as what I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm getting my team, my agency. We are we're turning over every stone, every rock, connecting with all the people in, in this, trying to connect with all the people in this state, yeah. um, creating, you know, uh, educating ourselves, educating myself, um, you know, getting, getting together with with pillars in the community. Mm. You know, that to really figure out something that's solid, something that's sustainable, something that's that can be the foundation, a staple that forever can be that can't be uprooted. Uh, you know, yeah. I think 
I think a lot of times in situations like this, you just jump to go do something and you throw money here and that's easy. You know, I've, I've, you know, figured I've done that, you know, I've done that. That's, that's, that's nothing, but you know, this needs more than just money throwing. This needs action behind it. This, this needs change. This needs, this needs, this needs pressure. This needs um, accountability, you know, and that's not something that can be rushed into, unfortunately, but I've got a lot of things in the work. Have you guys in the NBA ever thought about reaching out to the brothers in the MLS and collabing, you know, because you guys have a lot, you guys have big influence, you know, you got big names. It's a, it's a huge sport in this country. And I think that a lot of times, especially now we should lean on each other. Right. Um, Right. And your your influence becomes ours, vice versa. And I would love to see that happen instead of everybody in their own lane, you know, right. Power in numbers. Absolutely. And we were actually on a call. uh, We've done a couple calls with, you know, the brew, just the Bucks, you know, being in the yeah. state of Wisconsin with the Brewers and um, the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So that's been that's been cool. But honestly, man, when this when all that took place, we didn't expect a fraction yeah. of this. You know, we didn't expect a fraction of all this. And maybe that's bad. Maybe that's good. I don't know, because what we did was so organic and was so in the moment and just humility. Can, you know, can, can you take us back to um, making that decision? Because again, you guys changed the game, right? You guys, um, just that one decision, right. uh, which was so powerful, uh, just went across the board to, to to the whole country. Man, so I think probably everybody saw, you know, the updates on their phone when they woke up that morning. You know, I, I woke up early and I saw it and I just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe that I was in my own backyard. And I guess just everybody felt that same kind of sentiment. You know, we just were sick and um, no conversation was taking place beforehand. You know, we were trying to get ready for a game. Obviously, I don't remember, was it game three or game four? I don't remember. Um, But we got to the locker room and it was just emotional. You know, it was down. It was different. It was just kind of had a, a, nothing set right, you know. It was just one of those days where, you know, I, I don't know this man. I don't know this family. I don't know anything. But, you know, your breakfast didn't taste the same. Getting mm. up that co- that coffee didn't hit the same. You know, right. it, nothing just mm. getting to the arena was like something's just off about this. And I think that everybody felt that. I know that's me uh, personally. And um, when we got to the arena, we found out, you know, George Hill, he, he, he was like, this isn't right. I can't like this isn't what's this isn't what's up. And, uh, you know, I think we all felt that, but, you know, for George to make that, yeah. you know, that's, in, that's Indiana right there. That's <laughs> George right Hill. There, you know, OG. Don't gas, don't gas bees. Hey, make hey. That, oh, let us ride. That now. And then, um, you know, Sterling Brown, uh, who had, I don't know if you guys know Sterling Brown's uh, yeah. story, but, you know, he was a, um, a victim of police brutality and all that stuff in, in the state of Wisconsin. That was like what, and, a year a year before, correct? Yeah, uh-huh. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he obviously had a, a hit close to home with him as well. And so, you know, he was he made he actually brought it up to the whole team. Mm. Because all of us didn't know that that's what was happening. So he brought it up to the whole team. And this is all taking place twenty minutes before Wow. The game, the clock is going on. Everybody wow. had warmed up and did all this stuff. So y- y- you guys warmed up, came back in the locker room. So, yeah, so we all go out individually. Yeah, shoot around. Time and yeah, all that shoot stuff, around. And all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah, now we're back in the locker room. We're getting ready to have our meeting, our film wow. breakdown, you know, yeah, 22 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And, you know, SB comes in and he's like, look, 
this is what's happening. This is how I feel. I'm not going to let my brother sit alone, so I'm going to sit with him. And then once that happened, it was like, Psh, all right, everybody, yeah. we know what it is, you know? And at that point, that's when the storm started. We had no idea. We had yeah. no idea. But, you know, we've, we, we, it was crazy in that one motion. We, we talked to so many different people in mm. two hours. You know, we were able to get on the phone with Jacob Blake's family. Mm. Uh, we talked wow. to, um, we talked to, I, I don't want to misquote, we talked to the lieutenant governor in Wisconsin. Mm. We talked to um, the district attorney, I, I believe. Wow. You know, all that happened in two hours. And, and of the us biggest not question, playing a basketball game. Did the, did the staff and the organization support you immediately? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there wasn't any, uh, there was no doubt. There was no yeah. hesitation about it. And um, I think that was, was without doubt, like the most comforting, you yeah. know, cause yeah. I see huge stand, it's a huge play, you know, that's. It's a lot of money. You, it's a lot of money, you know, that, that's, that's a lot of money. money. <laughs> that's, that's a fine. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> a fine. And, and, and it kind of forces you guys to kind of um, be the leaders and, and, and kind of, uh, did you realize when you guys made that decision that other teams will follow suit? No. So we just figured it was just going to be a forfeit. Okay. So we had no idea. Like, obviously, all, like I said, we took, we made all that decision. You guys were willing to lose that playoff game before, yeah. before. Okay. So it wasn't like you realized, okay, it's not going to be a no, forfeit. So we can no, wow, so so when you saw okay. so when you saw the you saw the blow up of everything yeah. that happened within between the teams, yeah. you know that was you know we we was wrong for I mean, I wouldn't say wrong, but we were responsible because for that because we didn't take into account all the reper, uh, the repercussions and and yes. of all the other games that would take place. But at that moment in time, we were like, you know, this is it. This is the move that needs to be made. This is how we feel. This is how we stand. And you know we feel that we are going to be on the right side of history for this, not only because we're trying to make history, but because this is right. This is right. You know, this needs to be shed light on. This is humility. This is like, yeah, okay. We hoop, we, we kick a ball, we catch a football, we entertain, you know, some, we doctors, we this, we all that, but saying that we, we're human, you know, human. and that, and that was the time, that was the moment that we all felt. And uh, so, yeah, we were trying to forfeit. So we had no idea about it. <laughs> That's, wow. that's, a, that's a big, big, big stance because you know what you're giving up in that moment, right? And you don't care. Right. Like, what I'm doing is more important than what I'm losing, right? Right. And that, now, that's, our, a, that's a big exactly. statement. I mean, our mind was like, all right, we're going to go back. We're going to go down 3-2 and have to win game five. Man. You know, that was what our mentality was. No way bees would have done that. No way. Mookie be the one protesting his team like come on guys come on guys let's come on guys let's go that's that, that light skin energy out there. <laughs> <laughs> man so 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 Wes man um obviously you know it had to disrupt you guys in terms of momentum wise and and, and moving forward um but but we spoke um, before you got on the show we were talking about Brianna Taylor and the incidents obviously is going on with that. And then we also spoke about how in the Premier League, they take a knee before each, at the start of each game. And a couple of players, one player particularly, and I think um, Sir, Sir what's, your, what's your boy name, Gooch, from QPR? That's Ferdinand. He made a statement saying that taking the knee is cool, but what are the actions? Do you feel that um, it's too much of, you know, saying Black Lives Matter, having hashtags, but there's like you spoke about before, there's no real action being 
also taking place. And even the NBA has Black Lives Matter and things on their jersey that eventually becomes numb. and People don't really, it doesn't really affect them how it once was. Yeah, I mean, I definitely can see the argument to, to both sides of that. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm part, you know, if, if you had to ask me, I feel like you can do both. I feel like both should be done, you know, but I definitely understand how the T-shirts and the hashtags and the and the posts and all that kind of stuff can just flood and, and you could be numb to it. I mean, and that's 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 real, you know, yeah. because if you think about it, if you think about you just get numb to anything. Like think about until that George Floyd incident happened, you know, I'll speak for myself until that George Floyd incident happened. When you heard about a police brutality with the, or you heard about like, you were just like, yeah. another one. Yeah. You know, you were just like, dang again, uh, where was that one? You know, right. it, 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 it is sickening yeah. that it took that to happen for it to be like, hold on. Like, did I really just watch this man die in seven or in eight minutes or wh- whatever the time was? Mm-hmm. Did I really did I really just watch that? Because like when I remember watching the video, I'm like, Kay's gonna get up. Yeah. You know, yeah. something like that was that was his life that I watched. And it, it, it took that for everybody like, all right, this ain't cool. Mm-hmm. It was never cool. But like this is now this is this is disgusting. Yeah. Enough and, is enough. Uh, Enough is enough, as if it already wasn't. But yeah, I can definitely see the numbing, but action also needs to be taking place. And I think action can't just be protesting and marching and all that kind of stuff. Action has to be, all right, that energy that's 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 um, divvied up for the, the protesting and the marching and all that stuff, we got to see, like, okay, who can we talk to? How do we, now we start educating. Now let's start voting. Now everybody that's on these protesting, everybody that is marching, like, all right, let's yeah, make sure we... Right. we Let's make sure that we register to vote. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure, like, you know, my my I, my goal. I I plan on volunteering at a at a poll site. Nice, nice. That's one thing I definitely want to do. Um, I've never done it, yeah. uh, but that's something that I definitely want to do, and I and I will find a way to make sure that I do that in in my state. Definitely, definitely, man. It's definitely. Well, well, again, I just want to say you are a hero, um, and, and the rest of your teammates are a hero, and 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 uh, and. Again, I just can't believe the bravery you guys have and, and the decision to, to be unified and stick together is something that we all could learn from, you know, and, and, and move on, you know. Um, let's speak a little bit about your history and how you grew up in an NBA household or a basketball household, I should say, but you end up also playing soccer. How did that happen? Yeah, right. So, <laughs> what, so what position were you? <laughs> I was a forward. Uh, I, 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 was about, I was about to say goalkeeper. Uh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So I'm going to get to that. That's crazy. So, so my dad wasn't around, uh, but my mom was an athlete. My mom was a Hall that's of right. Famer that's at the University right. of Wisconsin and all that. So She played I basketball to, as well? She played basketball yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So as elementary school, I'm at John Muir Elementary School, Trevor there. <laughs> so we had recess and – we playing basketball and all that kind of stuff, but then we start playing. So like I've never played soccer. Trevor played soccer way before I yeah. before I met him. So I'm like, I'm gonna come down and do what they doing. So start playing, start dominating. I mean, I'm taller, I'm around faster than everybody. I'm like, this is fun. I'm like, I'm a competitor. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is fun. So I go back home and I'm like, I'm like, mom, I want to play soccer. 
exactly so i'm like no i played there recently with my friends it was cool so like i don't even know how to get so i was like so then that's how me and trevor really started to get close was because we became uh we were teammates and then trevor trevor's uh parents joe kelly they my mom's best friend and, and cody his little brother that's which, you know, you know what, brother. though? I was going to ask you, were you any good in soccer? But I think I better off introduce a segment we have called. We're going to call Trevor. No, that's up, dude. Hey, this, no, this, no, this, this, don't, don't mind Mookie. We're going to call Trevor. I find out. I quit. Had, that song, I quit. Had, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. This man put some Tupac. He put some Tupac in him. Yo, yo. Big up, big up to the show. Let's get a big round of applause, please, for the footballer uh, slash DJ slash photographer slash videographer that slash all around creators. Get a big round of applause, please, for Mr. Trevor Banks. You, you always, you always do a good job of like dancing me up. This, this man in his intros. Trev, I apologize I to interrupt it. you and your dinner. You're on the phone with a Gucci, uh, bees, and your boy Wesley and. Wesley's about to get into the story of how he got into football. He mentioned you guys were teammates. And I said, before I asked Wesley if he was any good, I need to make sure he's verified. I need to know, <laughs> was Wesley a baller or he was just a guy running around towing the ball? <laughs> I mean, what, 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 he, you, can, you can go do some research. He, he did his thing. What do you want me to say? Uh, so, that was so, a problem. <laughs> he was a problem. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was, if I could compare him to somebody, he would be like a Roy Lasseter. Wow. Wow. He had, he had quickness, too. Oh. That was a problem out there. Roy Lasseter? <laughs> Yo, like, 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 yeah, he was fast. Like, he, he, Wesley wasn't as, like, built and, like, pro-level, college-level, like, jacked and yoked as he is now. He was a little more slimmer. Like Gooch was. But, yeah, I guess. A but he, I wouldn't say that. But he was quick, man. Wow. He was fast. So how how you didn't keep him playing soccer and 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 joining the U.S. national team and playing U twenties with you? How did he get away to go play NBA? We needed this man in, in U.S. soccer, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad. It was cool. it was it was it was, uh, it was Crean's fault, really. Yeah. When I went to Marquette, um, they wanted me to play there too. Get out of here. Crean didn't let it. He was like, nah. <laughs> so so Wes, did you play? Over Not he because he was because he was he was a. Uh, Putting the bill. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so, Wes, so, so you trying to say, I mean, I'm sorry, Trev, you trying to say Wesley made your career as a center midfielder by you playing balls to him and you him scoring? Whoa, he wasn't that good. Whoa, Is that the whoa, truth? Whoa, whoa, I just want to know. Who, who, who carried who here? You know what I mean? It was, it was, a, it was a equal one-two punch. I mean, we was dominant yeah. at the... At the midfield, and we was dominant up top. We struggled wow. in defense. That's why we never won it all. That's true. Yo, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean that's that's a fair assessment. I mean, if there's no one up there to score, then I'm not going to be able to get the ball to anybody. If he doesn't have anyone to give him the ball, then he's not going to score. Hey, so. hey, Trev, man, I appreciate you. I, now I know I have to talk to him with some respect when I speak about soccer with this man. I'm glad you Check said the, the, the lineage. I, I, I will, my brother. Trev, thank you for yeah. chiming in, my brother.
Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys, man. Keep this up. I uh, I've been following what you're doing, and it, it's cool, especially uh, you know as as folks folks doing the 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 game justice, especially as black folks representing. Man, keep it up. No doubt, my brother. Yeah, I got. All right, peace. All right, West yeah. Punk, later. Chump. <laughs> Hey, you see, you see Wesley drinking water. He was scared for that answer. He was. What is he? He was chugging. He's like, he's like, I don't know what man's gonna say. He finished three bottles of water. <laughs> it's the same one. And his leftover too. I was about to go get another one. Y'all text me ready. I'm like, damn. Uh, so, so Wes, did you play ODP and all that stuff too? Like, go through that all whole that. All that. I did. All oh, that. You play ODP too? I played ODP. I did all that. I mean, we did. We had indoor nationals yeah. in Detroit, indoor nationals in Kansas City. We did three on three uh, nationals in Florida. Oh, shoot, Orlando. Yeah. What the hell are you playing in the NBA for, boy? He needed you, man. <laughs> the, real, the real money in the MLS now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, <laughs> we did the ODP. I did the ODP. Um, where was one? I think it was in like. Tennessee or something like that, where they yeah. bust you all the way using dorms. He was in yeah, the college. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get all that stuff. All That's that. dope. That's dope. So, so obviously, I already know the answer. Uh, you playing soccer helped you tremendously get to the NBA because of your footwork, right? And, and court vision. No, I agree. I agree, though. I agree with that because the thing about soccer, what people don't understand, one, is physical as hell. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what people don't really get. You don't understand that. You see the dives and, and all that kind of stuff. That's selling. I mean, look, it's in the NBA now. It's embarrassing. Yeah. You yeah. do what you got to do. I feel. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's physical. So you learn how to be physical. You learn how to be strong, wiry. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the other thing that I think really helped build my foundation from my strength. Cause like Trevor said, I was skinny. Yeah. Like I was, I was slender, but you know, you got to learn how to not get knocked off the ball. You know, I was taller than everybody and they lowered <laughs> me. You got to learn how to not get knocked off the ball. You got to learn how to hold them off. So, I mean, exactly. Right. That's the same thing. So right. you get into, you playing basketball and now I'm driving and I, yeah. I see the contact. I, I have Hold that, up. that core strength. I, yeah. I, I got that lean, you know, footwork, obviously, you know, your footwork. That's why you're defensive specialist, my brother. And I'm not technical either. Yeah. That's the other thing. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a technical defender because I trust my footwork so much yeah. as opposed to, you know, you're taught in basketball, you slide, don't slide. cross your feet over. Yeah, yeah. My feet, my feet will cross because sometimes you, that's the move you got to make. You yeah. know, you got to yeah. yeah. So, um, I definitely attribute a lot. And then obviously the competition part, but yeah, like you said, vision. Yeah. You know, being able to see the game, you could soccer, you know, you got to read the game quick three, four, five clicks ahead too. You know, that split decision, you see that ball coming, you know the flight of the ball is coming, but you know this man's covering ground. You got to drop this, drop back, move ground. Hey, right. You know hey, what I'm saying? Look, man, I'm just listening to this, man. I'm mad he didn't continue in soccer, really. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm mad he didn't right now. <laughs> this man be playing in the English Premier League right now, scoring the Champions League. For real. Right, but, but Biz, what's the crazy part? You, so you talk about goalkeeper, right? Yeah, yeah. So we played, that's what you, oh, that's what you should ask Trevor about. Oh, um, man. Call him back. Call him back and say what <laughs> what my true position should have been. Oh uh, shoot! So I'm gonna tell the story before you answer. So um, I was playing in this the alumni game, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not trying to get hurt or anything like that. And, you know, I'm still still playing, so I'm like, I'll be goalie. You know, then there'll be no action. Hey, Trevor, we we had to follow up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got some discrepancies. What's up? No, what what was my what position did I play? But then, what was my true position? 
listen, see, I'm glad this got brought up. This is, <laughs> this is something I've, I've, I've thought about, and I've said this to him. He should have been a keeper, hands down. Hands down. Yeah, we just started talking about that. He should the have alum, been a keeper. The alumni, the alumni game. No, after, after the, the alumni game, you're right. I agree. That's what I should have so I don't know how much you told in this story, but like we had this alumni game and obviously he wasn't going to play play for real. And he was warm. I was warming up with him and I was hitting these like side netting. Like these were going upper nineties, like unsavable shots. And he's full extended, like getting hands to him, hitting them wide. I'm like, what is going on? And I think as long as I've known him, and we played together and as tight as we've been, I think that was like the moment where I was like, holy shit, this dude is like freakishly <laughs> athletic. <laughs> like he doesn't, he, he hasn't, he hasn't done this in like years. And he's over here like Lying. making top flight saves. Not that like I'm hitting them as good as a pro or anything, but like they were at the penalty spot or at the top of the 18 going up upper V and getting fingertips to him after just buying some cleats because he didn't have it. <laughs> hey, we got to stop talking about this. Making me mad. I'm going to miss I play soccer again. Hey, listen, I want to know how many goals hey, he let in. the water gone now. <laughs> <laughs> we won that game. How, how many goals yeah, we... did he let in that game? I want to know. That I, don't know. I, did. I don't think I did. Maybe one. Maybe yeah. one. I don't know if I did, though. But again, I blame Trevor because Trevor should have had that vision that you maybe you should have been a goalkeeper. Yeah, it wasn't my call. It wasn't my call. <laughs> we blame his dad. Yeah, right. I mean, he was putting it. It's a hard situation. To, I mean, who knows if he would have continued and was like full time with it? You know, you develop and you find yourself in different ways. Nah. But yeah, I was cool. he was, I was cool scoring. I was cool scoring. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, big up, big up, on Father Banks, man, Papa Banks, man, big up. Yeah, shout out to him. Half the goals that Wesley scored that was with his head. If that hasn't been brought up. Expect a call back again. <laughs> Every topic we're gonna call you right back, man. We had a game. We were so nice. We had a game. We played a game within the game at mm. tournaments. Mm. So we would say, so we would start before the game. We were like, all right, regular goals count as one. <laughs> Volleys count as two. Yeah, we did count as four. Diving headers count as three. Headers got yeah. That's how nice we were. But bees, there weren't no big ball players coming out of Madison anyway, so they had no competition. Hey. You know I, I told you in the beginning of the show, we, respect on the Midwest. I keep trying hey, to tell you, we weren't region one goose. We they weren't we region one goose. I don't even know if region two counts. Counts. I'm not going to sit here for this blasphemy. You want me to list off region two? You want me to list off all the region two products? That'll be a short list, boy. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do it to yourself, <laughs> man. Because because reason one, we won't have enough time in the podcast, man. But listen. yeah, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> Thank you, Chap. Hey. Tell wifey hello. Hey, we I went anywhere. Uh, we went anywhere. They all got to work. They all got to work. <laughs> Yo, so, 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 so when did you know you were gonna uh, pursue uh, basketball over soccer? Was it ever a question or a doubt? Uh, yeah, my mom made me make that decision. Good. My father made me She said, I ain't gonna keep paying for both of these. So which one are you <laughs> <laughs> So I was like So when you were growing up, 
obviously there's a big uh, big argument with pay for play. So how was what was the difference? Was was basketball as I guess heavy in terms of the financial burden as soccer was, or was it equal? What do you think? The thing is, man. The thing is, so I came from from a relatively humble beginnings, but my mom she grinded, you know. Right. So like I never knew right. that we had none, you know. So that she she did a hell of a job, like because I think some parents they put too much of that like on their kids to make them like I never had that, yeah, you know. But I, as as I got older, I started to see it. But anyway, um. No, money didn't play into it. It really was just what was more fun. What did I see? What did I envision? You know, like what got me the most excited? You know, I loved the MLS. You know, I loved watching soccer. I loved playing it. But like, I, the 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 logo, you know, yeah. like I can't, yeah. can't deny like, that. Like I just feel, you know, my mom played it. My dad played it. Like it's literally, it's in my DNA. I couldn't. There wasn't escaping it. Right. Wes, Wes, I had I had hoop dreams, baby. I thought I was gonna be next Kenny Anderson, then I couldn't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I had hoop dreams, and, it, and it, I didn't grow. I I, I can't grow past <laughs> five nine. That, I that, I that, that, right, that was strike two, man. That makes things tough, right there. Well, listen, I'm from New York City. All we have is a handle, and my passing was tremendous because of the soccer, right? We got able to read, right? And, and and that's why I wanted to lead into Steve Nash, you know, who's a good friend of the of the show. And Steve, you know, every offseason would come and play pickup in New York City and, and gather the guys around. And no, dude can play though. Yeah, he's all right. Oh, I believe yeah. it. Steve can play. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Uh, but but as a basketball player, when I said watch him, I said I could, could tell he's a footballer because how he sees the game, he's already slowing down the game. He's he's leading everybody into the pass. While a lot yeah. of people will get to the space, then you pass in the ball. And and that's what made him so great. Um, but how do you feel about him having a coaching position? I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan having a coaching position and um, and getting it for a team that's looking to win a championship but has never coached a day in his life. Man, truly, I didn't even know that he got it until like a couple, <laughs> until like a couple weeks ago. Because yeah. me and my boys, we was just talking. And then we was talking about coaches and all that stuff. And then someone said Steve Nash. I was like, wait, I said Steve Nash for Yeah. He, like, I thought that he was like on the – on the organization side, right? Exactly. The Nets. In the office. Like, you know, I thought yeah. office. Like when I saw that hire, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. They got Steve Nash and, you know, Nets. But then they were like, no, nah, he's the head coach. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? That was my I mean, reaction. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at this point, I don't know what the criteria is, you know, not to say that Steve Nash can't be or won't be a, an amazing coach mm -hmm. you know obviously what he did as a player he's cerebral he sees the game he's got great relationships with kd i imagine great relationships with Kyrie. he's respected by every player um but yeah has never coached let me ask you a question i have a, i think that nobody can coach messi meaning what coach can really tell messi what to do on the field or have you know besides supporting him and managing him what can you really teach him do you feel right. that the top level players as a Kyrie and as, a, as Kevin Durant, they don't necessarily need a real day-to-day -day coach or somebody really who can just manage their attitudes or personalities? I think everybody needs a coach. And especially yeah. after watching, especially after watching um, the last dance, like the respect that, that in my opinion, you know, no disrespect to LeBron. I mean, he's amazing. And, you know, statistically, he could be number one in every category ever. Mm -hmm. You know, in my, in, my, in my opinion, you know, what I've seen, like, 
is Jordan is the goat to me. You know, mm. that's, I'm an '80s baby. You know, Jordan yeah, is the goat. Yeah. That's my man's right there. Okay, yeah. that's the one you time know. I'll agree with the Midwest. <laughs> I'm an '80s baby. Jordan's the goat to me. So to see him and his respect that he had for Phil, Phil. you know, and and to be like, I right, feel done. I'm done. Mm. You know, and to hear. You know the Dennis Rodmans and all these other guys, and and then you even you talk about you know rest in peace how Kobe uh, respected Phil, and and you hear about how Allen Iverson respected George Thompson, rest in peace. So you know you you get those so like, I feel like everybody can still learn something from from a coach. It's just a matter of what it is. It might not be basketball, but it yeah. may be it may be off the off the court stuff, off the field stuff. It may be a, a temperamental thing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what Phil did for, you know, that Zen stuff. Zen like, stuff, yeah, yeah. So Kobe sp- embraced that. <laughs> sp- speaking of Last Dance, uh, is, is it, your father played uh, with Michael or against Michael? Um, with him. With, with him and, and, and him. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, he was on yeah. his, his rookie his rookie team. Not, not, so whatever, he, whatever team, yeah, whatever team he called, like the, whatever he called that team. <laughs> um, in that Last Dance, yeah, I think my dad was on that team. Uh, I never asked him about that. You never asked him, huh? <laughs> I mean, we talked, we talked yeah. plenty about, you know, about stuff, but about like, MJ. since that last dance came out, oh no, he yeah. talking about MJ. He said, he's, yeah. he's just bad. Yeah. Like he yeah. said you know, some I, of the stuff. You know, I met, I met Mike one time. And, yeah. Uh, we was in Chicago. Well, I mean, I didn't really meet Mike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 let me hold on. Let me go back. Let me go back. Yeah, go let's back. Start again, let's start again. Start again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intro. Well, I really, I met Mike, but I didn't meet Mike. So we was just, from across the I, I was, this is when I was playing for the fire. This is when I was probably, I don't know what, 19 or something like that. And my, my ass was in the club, which I shouldn't have been, but I was in the club. And Mike, right. Mike had, uh, he was in this, uh, in, in, in the VIP room, you know, blocked off from everybody, whatever. And uh, at, at the same time, I was kind of like in the, in the same kind of open area, but he was going to the bathroom. And one of the the the, the club dudes that, that owned the club, he was like, uh, he's like, yo, y'all wanna y'all wanna beat Mike, or y'all wanna you know see Mike? And we're like, yeah, of course, we wanna you know what I'm saying we wanna see Mike. You know wow, what I'm saying? So he's like, so he's like, he's like, yeah, all right, well, when he, he, he about to come this, he about to come to the bathroom because with Mike, they had to, they had to shut the whole bathroom down. Like they, they mm. took everybody out. It's like, yo, you got everybody get it, get out. They 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 put like a whole. Hold on, bees. I've seen Club Live do that for you when you went in there. So you talk. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm about yeah, real, real talk, real, 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 real quick. And then uh, so <clears throat> he didn't stop. So dude was like, so my 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 homeboy that was the the owner of the club was like, all right, well when you go when you when you see him, you got to be quick. So I was like, you know, cool. So he he brought Mike. He was bringing Mike to the bathroom, and then real quick, dude was like, yo, this is some of the players that play for the Fire, and he just said, he shook he shook a hand, shook a hand. <laughs> and then kept walking. I didn't get a name. I didn't say my name is Demarcus. I didn't say shit. But I, hey, that's my time. I actually shook Mike's hand though. Did you and wash I your hands you before? Hell you no, did. I wash my hands of that shit. <laughs> no, you before did. shaking his hand using the bathroom, did you wash his hands? Uh, he didn't get there yet. Uh, so I, I'm just saying that's my Mike, that's my Michael Jordan story. So I did get to meet Mike, but I didn't meet Mike in the bathroom. Yeah. No, no, was... it was in the in like the that, was, that, was, that was a beautiful story that I'm sure you could tell your children. Uh, <laughs> I will. I shook my, I shook MJ's hands right after Hell he yeah. went to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm sure MJ remembers it too. On his way to the bathroom. I'm sure MJ remembers that shit too. That's funny. Yo, I, I remember. Um, uh, I was I had the pleasure to go with Trevor to watch you play in the garden. 
And I remember yeah. um, getting a chance to meet your father after the game and, and talking to your <laughs> father and talking to yourself. And I remember uh, he was like, yo, you gonna come to New York to play? And I think he was like, hell no. And I swear <laughs> to you, I don't know if it was the next day or two days later, what happened? That damn trade. <laughs> <laughs> that damn trade. That was scary. Uh, that was spooky because to, to know that this man, the last place he want to go is New York <laughs> Knicks, right? And then the next day, biggest trade for New York Knicks, he goes to New York Knicks. How, how, did, how did you take that? How did you embrace that? I was like, what just happened? You know, that was my <laughs> first time being traded. You know, mm-hmm. that was my first time being traded. And, um, yeah, did not see that one coming. I mean, yeah. but I, I knew that it wasn't going to be a long stint. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> it was so handled like a professional, you know, just be respectful of the organization. I ain't going to lie. It was cool suiting up, though. It, yeah. it for sure was. Like, just as a basketball player, as a basketball yeah. fan, you know, like, I've played in the garden so many times, you know, from being in, going to Marquette and being in the Big East tournament and all that stuff, that it never lost its lust for mm. being the garden. You know, mm. it was still that special time. But to throw the jersey on, like, you know, to see that Knicks yeah, jersey, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's just one of those iconic, iconic. It's one of those yeah. iconic teams. You know, you got the Lakers, you got the Knicks, you got your Dodgers, your Yankees, your, your Red Sox, your, your, your Wizards. <laughs> the bullets, yeah. the, bullets. Yeah. the bullets you know you just got some of those iconic and the knicks is one of them you know so yeah, putting yeah. that on it and suiting up it was cool it was cool but you know as far as you know where that direction they're going the direction i'm trying like it wasn't say, yeah 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 but but listen you know you're in a great place right now you're playing with some great players and uh and you know and you're home Right, yeah, and, 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 on, and everything and everything works out for the best. And you're there for the community. You're there at the most critical point um, in time period for the, for the state. So I think everything works out for the best, man. And um, and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and, and joining us, and knowing that you are. You have me. I appreciate, you, appreciate you, brother. And, and, and you're official footballer and, and and your official crack member. And, and um, and again, hopefully uh, in your off season we can play pickup and bring you uh <clears throat> to see um. Your, your, your I'm the go- I'm goalie. I'm goalie. Hey, I'm goalie. I ain't a goalie. I'm goalie, yeah. I'm cool. I did. Hey, I was all region my senior year. Let them know. <laughs> Let them know. That's all region. Included Indiana. Official, official. All right, my brother. Enough love, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Right, right, man. Man. Easy, man. Yep. All right, peace. Yep. He should have been playing soccer this whole time. Yo, he should have been playing soccer. Me? He could have been. He could have been in Europe chilling. He could have helped the national team, man. Yeah, man. Yo, chilling. so that that right that right there just tells the tale when people say uh, when kids are younger. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody say, oh well, you know he can't play soccer because he you know he playing basketball. What what? Yeah, one sport. But if, what, what what would it be like if LeBron or all these players play soccer? Now you mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Now you see it. Mm-hmm. Now you see it. It could have happened. It can mm-hmm. happen. Not even it is. It is gonna happen though. It needs to happen. It is going to happen. The best athlete, once the best athletes start playing soccer in America, the, the world can forget about it. That ain't going to be in our lifetime. Well, listen, but we're going to have a part. We're going to play a part in it, though. And you guys are ready to play a part. And we're going to continue playing a part in it and, and, and making sure that people who look like us and, uh, and, and, and introducing the game to people who don't know how beautiful this game is. I think, you know, you could tell that he has a love and a, and a passion for the game and, 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 and uh, it played a major part of his development coming up. So I think that was dope. 
Well, yeah, I wanted to ask him more questions about football, yo. Yeah. I wanted to just see what 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 he what he liked about games or what team he likes or you know what I'm saying because he he, he watches. Knows. I seen knows. some of the shit on his on his on his IG. You know what I'm saying? Like he uh, he watched the, the World Cups and you know he got the jersey. You know what I'm saying? So I want to see football from his eyes. Well, I, you know, so I definitely want to. You saw him getting hype when talking about soccer. Yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, like know, nostalgic right? moments. He started like, oh yeah. man. That's what I'm I want I want to get more into. Hopefully, we can have him on the show again. Oh, we definitely talk, will. Talk, just talk football. Definitely, you know definitely, definitely, man. But but listen, fellas. Um, again, we just want to reiterate to everybody to need to go out there and vote. Make sure you're organizing yourself to know where and when. What time you can get out there and um and Gooch, please take us away. Yo, my boys, my brothers. I'm not gonna do a, a same exit like Mookie does an intro, but <laughs> no, nah, I haven't. I haven't. I said my boys, my bro- are you not my brother? You've been my roommate too. You said you were everybody else's roommate. I was your first roommate. <laughs> nah, yo, great show. You know, our first non-soccer player besides the cop. This was great, you know, even though he has links to soccer. I think, like you guys said, we need to do better as a people, as a nation, as a country, as a world. Um, vote. You know, we can change. And racism, all that stuff. You know, I want to I want to live in a, in a society where, where my skin color doesn't matter for anything, right? We're all equal. So with that said, till next episode. Yes, yes. Hey, comment, like, share. Let us know how we doing and um, get ready for the next um, the next episode next week, my brothers. Yes, All right, sir. everybody take care. One love. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.